Your martial arts movie podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of fail. <laughs> That's me. That was the sound of my my sanity cracking. <laughs> Why is that, Will? Why is your sanity cracking? Uh, uh, we're talking about uh, Fistful of Vengeance today. <laughs> hey, it's a new release. It's a new release. Our... It's a new release. No, not 2021. 2022. Oh, my God. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm living in a loop. 2022, <laughs> a new martial arts release uh, on Netflix that is a sequel to Wu Assassin's a Netflix martial arts series. <laughs> so that's why I'm partially can hold on to my, my laughter. Uh, I never f- actually finished that show. I tried really hard. Uh, but for the timing of this episode, uh, I got like pretty close to the end. Um, but thankfully, Netflix d- does this wonderful thing wherein they, uh, they now let you watch things at 1.25 speed. And that is like the only way to watch that show. Like, peer- like, Period. It, that that show on normal speed is a train wreck. <laughs> well, wait, wait, I don't we're... know if that's. I don't know if train wreck is fair to say. It's uh, it's difficult. It was very difficult for me to sit mm-hmm. through it. I've mentioned well, a few times on this podcast that I thought we were going to cover it potentially. <laughs> you know, it's martial arts related. That's what mm-hmm. we do. Martial arts. We are a martial arts podcast, and so I sat through it. First couple episodes were just fine. I liked I liked the fighting in the first episode very mm-hmm. much. That's where they put all the best stuff. And as the show goes on, it gets pretty silly. And then towards the end, it becomes very difficult to sit through. At least for me, I thought the I thought the, the lore that they built and the storytelling and then even the fighting were just not. Mm. it just didn't do it for me it it's it's it started out kind of high and then it just slowly declined for me unfortunately yeah yeah uh i got a little bit past halfway and um it man the story is goes all over the place uh and it, i did not expect it to go that route um no spoilers maybe we will cover it one day officially and zero won't kill me because like i subjected him to watching the whole thing when i only finished half of it um but yeah, I, I kind of agree uh, for the most part. The writing is not great. The characters are kind of, eh, they're just there. And the only real reason to watch it, because, uh, you know, for the exact reason why any of us would try to watch it, is for the fighting. Uh, and yeah, you're right. The first fight, the first episode actually does have some decent fighting and you know, fight choreography. And as the show goes on, it starts to dwindle a little bit more. But, you know, any scene with Ico or Mark Dacascus or Louis Tan, those are all, you know, pretty solid for the most part. Um, yeah, so that, that's Wu Assassins in a nutshell. Then we get Fistful of Vengeance, which is what comes out three years, four years after the fact. Um, uh, this is, I guess, supposed to be some sort of continuation or wrap up of the events of season one. 
Now, I didn't finish it, but now I can kind of surmise what happens at the end of season one because they <laughs> tell you straight up what happens like in the very, what, three minutes of the movie. So if yes. you don't know what happens in Blue Assassins season one, don't watch Fistful of Vengeance. <laughs> I mean, well, that's kind of a given. My feeling, I don't know if this is correct, is mm-hmm. that Fistful of Vengeance is a, kind of like a soft reboot sequel where they are really jamming in exactly what happened in Wu Assassins, but they're glazing over everything so that maybe people who didn't watch it can still understand. And yeah. I, I feel like you kind of can. You you kind of just have to go with the flow of certain things when characters pop up. Who's that? Oh, well, they they were the bad guy in this one, and they start to drop hints of what happened in the series, and you just kind of have to run with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the actual what the the pitch notes for the show, uh, for the movie. It's like uh, cow. Uh, let's see the um, yeah, someone who's who's linked in with the show. He said is it's a store, sort of like a standalone movie. You don't necessarily have to watch the first season to understand what's going on. I personally think it's something that will be more easily digestible, but in a more action packed and a more a roller coaster from beginning to end. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. You can still understand the movie uh, without the context of the show. Although there are moments where I noticed, like, okay, they're referencing characters, they're referencing things that you you would only understand if you had watched the show. And if some, as someone who only watched a little bit more than half of it, I I, I noticed that um, I understood it a little bit more because of that. So without that context, I was kind of like, wait, what? I, I'm sure this would have confused people who didn't actually watch this, but well, I watched the whole thing, and mm. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's this new departure and new style of storytelling that they're trying to pivot away from Wu Assassins. Mm-hmm. I was still getting confused with what was going <laughs> on sometimes. Yep. So, yes, you don't need to essentially watch Wu Assassins. Uh, they make references in in this movie to it. But you're not missing anything if you didn't watch it. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, is it a step up or a step down from Wu Assassins? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one because this was only an hour and thirty minutes. Where Wu Assassins, what eight to ten episodes? I can't recall. Yeah, ten episodes. Ten, ten episodes. episodes. <laughs> and that became very difficult to <laughs> sit through, but. When you rewatch it with Assassins and you you got to have to let stuff go. You can't, I guess maybe sometimes when I watch martial arts related content and I see someone like Iko Weiss, who I put in the realm of more serious movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's in these, when he's in these stories where it's coming across really cheesy and people are explaining the plot for him because maybe he's not that good at his English at this point yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I find myself laughing at it. I don't want to, but I'm laughing and I'm kind of enjoying and it's becoming B-grade mm-hmm. almost. So I was enjoying it in that aspect, but then I was getting frustrated at the end. Okay, well, that's the bias that you and I have. Uh, I kind of enjoyed the beginning portions of Assassins like in that it's so bad it's good kind of cheese to it it. that's what Uh, i'm getting at (laughs) whereas like there are actual action buffs out there who like legitimately enjoyed the show and uh, you know like 
like, do you just like the action? And they're like, no, the story's amazing. And then I immediately discredit anything that they critique ever again. Because, uh, yeah, the, the story, the writing, uh, it's not it's not Shakespeare. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. Uh, but the, but I will say, uh, like, obviously, it, it's very simple in terms of, like, how they write the characters. It's super cliche and super, you know, like, by the numbers. But in a TV show format... I can kind of buy it because, you know, they're pacing out like a TV show because it is a TV show. The movie, Fistful of Vengeance, I guess we'll get into the story in a little bit. It's paced like a TV show, but in a movie. So there are like these things happen like really quickly, like super quickly. And uh, like there's it, it, it's like a three act structure, but it's like every every act itself is feels like four episodes. So like it just like there's no room to breathe. So it always for me it always felt like we just took whatever premise they had uh, from the show, like whatever they had envisioned for like a, a second season or whatever, and they just consolidated that into a movie. And it just always felt like a rush job, like when like something sudden happens, like someone died or or whatever. I'm like I didn't get to know this guy. You yeah, you know, like you have to you have to move things around in their scripts if you're gonna do something like that in a ninety minute movie. You know if you're gonna have someone die. When he was only introduced five minutes ago, don't expect us to be like, "Oh no, not him!" <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, you know, there's other things from the, the show that like we don't have here, right? So we don't have Mark Dacascus. Uh I don't know why. Is that a spoiler zero or is that? I, like- you know, to be honest, I actually can't remember why we don't see him again in the TV series because he doesn't. Mm-hmm stay throughout the whole portion there's 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 a reason why he leaves and i can't exactly remember it so right i'm discredited already (laughs) (laughs) well it's been a while since you watched it right well one one, yeah exactly one thing you'll notice though is they they reference characters in the in the tv series yeah and we can't see their face, so maybe they don't have the rights to they those don't. actors or something like that. They keep no, they on referencing the sister. That's the main driving point yeah. of the three characters in the movie, Fistful of Vengeance. They keep on cutting to a shot of a woman on the floor, but we don't see her face. So nope, nope. But that character, not sure what happened there. But that character was introduced, or was a primary character in the show. Her name is yes. Jenny, or Jen, uh, played by Lee Jun Lee. Um, don't even see her face. No flashbacks to the actual images from the show. So they're trying to like, like you said, they're trying to do like a soft reboot kind of thing. Um, and no Celia Ao who played like the, um, the original Wu assassin, the one who keeps on like just randomly appearing in Eco yeah. Wise's face. Um, and like, that is that explained? Like, is that the reason why she's not showing up? I, I can't remember. Uh, it's been a little bit since I watched the last episode because I did rewatch like a, a few of the uh, the early ones, but I didn't yeah, go yeah. back to the ends. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember if she just fucks off <laughs> it, or if she dies. Like, I, I just don't recall. Yeah, the the, con- the budget didn't couldn't afford her. So like, yeah, might as well just <laughs> axe her. Uh, and obviously no Byron Mann, who is probably my favorite part from the show because, you know, he, he's pretty awesome in anything I've seen him in. But that's for story reasons. So anywho... All the things aside from the TV show, let's talk about Fistful of Vengeance. Um, oh man, do I want to do this, or do you want to do you want to summarize the story? <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know if I have so, the confidence for this. 
Right. So <laughs> Eco and friends take a trip to Thailand in search of Jenny's killer. Jenny is the sister of Tommy, mm -hmm. I, I believe his name is, one yep. of the characters. I can't recall if she had a relationship with Lucian, who is played by Louis Tan. And uh, I think Eco was the chef in Jenny's restaurant. I think yes. that's how they all yep. relate. They're all they're all just buddies. They're all buddies in the TV show. Spoiler alert! I mean, they they say it in the very beginning of the movie, and yeah. that's the main drive. She dies at the end. Now they're in Thailand to avenge her death, and they're seeking out vampires. Uh, is it vampires? It's yes, like chief the vampires. Whole yeah, Chi uh, vampires, Jiang Chi or Gongsi, whatever. Uh, they don't really play up the lore of the the Chinese vampire very well. You know, like, I mean, zero. You've but, but we've watched. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you and I have watched a couple of like you know movies with Chinese vampires. Like we're we're kind of familiar with the the, the lore at least. Like you know. Uh, me, uh, you know, I grew up with it, but like you've watched them, you should know yeah. them pretty well now. Like you're watching this movie, it's like they're like taking liberties at the the, the lore of the vampire. Um, they, they might as I well not no be vampires. <laughs> they're jumping. I mean, jumping, kicking. But I don't think that's hopping. No, no, I want, I want the hopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might have confused the Westerners, and that's what yeah. it feels like for this, uh, this film. I, I get that a lot in Wu Assassins too, but um. Oh, this is gonna sound really rough, but uh, it does feel like there's it's a lot of like pandering Asian culture to Westerners. Uh, you know, like that's what this movie and the the show sometimes feels like. And I know that they got some you know Asian cast members to like uh, be part of the writing, but the way that they convey this information, it's like as digestible as you can try to make it to a Western audience. And yeah, like the whole. But isn't like, that necessary? Well, I mean, it, it feels like it's talking down to you, or it's like it's like I don't know, how many times I've used the Panda Express uh, analogy. It feels like you know that's not it's not authentic. It feels like a watered down version of it, you know, to try to like appeal. Um, it, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't get any of that, but I mean, that's just my opinion. Right? Okay, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chinese guy here, so yeah, I, We're I think two it, Asians debating what is and is not Asian, or what is pandering I, to us Asians, right? I, I think like the exemplary moment is when someone is trying to explain yin and yang with soy sauce, and <laughs> that's like oh, I love example. that. <laughs> I don't know. That feels like something my uncle would do. Like this is yin <laughs> soy sauce, this is yang vinegar. You bring it together, and in a Filipino household. That's how you make chicken adobo. So I'd love it. <laughs> you know, you and I were, were, were like, when we saw that, we were both laughing because we were like, this, this is how, this is basically the, the level of writing that we're expecting from this kind of um, uh, writing staff. But like, we we're expe half expecting the, yin, the, the soy sauce and the vinegar to like mix into the yin yang symbol. Because right. <laughs> we're expecting it to be that dumb. The movie that isn't that dumb. But I kind of wish it was. I mean, it is kind of that dumb in a lot of ways, though. In a lot of different ways. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, like, we, we got a lot of the returning, you know, the uh, people who are, like, showrunners and directors from the original uh, the original TV show. So, I guess that's, you know, like, you can't be too surprised that it's, like, basically just Wu Assassins, you know, like, uh, in a nutshell. Um, but, yeah, it, it, a lot of people... 
like lovable assassins, not because you know it is you know, for the story. You're, you're actually in it just because you want to watch the fighting. So, is is this movie on par with the show at all in terms of fight composition? And I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, no. The answer is no. Like not even close. It's it's pretty well, damn bad. The first uh, again, the first couple episodes of Wu Assassins, I really like those fights. Mm-hmm. I do remember really liking them, and. As again, as the show goes on, I think it dipped in quality, mm-hmm. and I I think that Fistful of Vengeance, in terms of its fight choreography, feels more in line with the latter half of the show. Oh yeah? Hmm. yeah. Well, do you think it was? I mean, a lot of shows do this, where the first episode is a pilot, so they need to get greenlit, so they put all their eggs in that basket, and then once the show gets you know up and running, they they kind of lose their steam. They don't like. Not that they don't try, but you know, uh, you know, they have to yeah, allocate their budget. Factors can affect. The quality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not to be mean or anything like that, but that's probably what ended up happening, yeah. right? Well, so we should we should bring this up. We watched uh, some of the behind the scenes, the making of, and it's crazy. And we always kind of question this. Sometimes we see great choreography, we see great athleticism of these performers in the gym, and mm-hmm. somebody just holding up a cell phone and filming it and it yeah. looks great but then when it translates to film and they get a different camera operator they get a different cinematographer and a, and somebody to edit it for some reason at least for us personally it does not look good oh yeah absolutely absolutely and, and, and we always uh, we don't always say this in every episode we never put this asterisk and sometimes we'll say it but we always imply it that if the fight like there is effort behind the scenes we see them actually putting their you know their their damnedest uh into actually remembering and rehearsing the choreography that alone gets an a for effort for me but the finished product's the finished product and you know that's unfortunately like what i i judge the whole thing on yeah Uh, yeah to be fair you gotta judge the finished product right Mm -hmm. it's it's weird it's a shame because you can see they're putting in the effort, they're putting in the training to remember this choreography, to do these moves, strangely enough, sometimes in one take, which which goes more along the lines of how they film American choreography. Yep. And then when it all comes together on the cutting room floor, for some reason, it just, it doesn't line up <laughs> for us, right? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Right. This is an interesting film. Uh, we're you know we're covering it later. We didn't we didn't cover it uh, the day of, mm-hmm. but seeing the response, the people who like action movies and fight choreography, there's a huge divide. There there's, I mean there's basically two camps. They like it or they don't like it. So I'm just I'm, I, you know I'm I'm surprised because sometimes when people say oh I don't like this, uh, generally like at least from what I noticed, uh, people will all kind of pile into one side, but it yep. seems pretty split. So just because we don't like it doesn't mean don't watch it, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like our opinions at the end. Okay. They're not like definitive, like don't go watch it, but like our, we give our recommendations for a reason. Of course. Um, yes. We didn't even get started really. And I'm going to tell you right now, like what my recommendations are. Uh, they're not glowing, but I'll, we'll go into detail. Why? Um, it comes down to the fight composition. It's it's atrocious. Uh, and yeah, like you said before, um, it, it takes, I mean, it's using the whole Hollywood system or like a, a Hollywood approach to like filmmaking, which is master shot, 
and then you know like you have your 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 secondaries um that's fine and all like you have your masters you know to you know to capture a lot of the action and your secondaries to cut back and forth to it you don't do that every fucking two seconds which is essentially what they do in this movie um it's it's terrible uh it it, ta- it robs you from any sense of like urgency and and like immersion in the fights because especially with a lot of the hits um you sent me what two-ish days ago or something along those lines of uh, Louis Tan just fighting in the uh, fighting on the streets looks great. He's doing it all. Like I did not know that he did it all in one take. That that's like I, I would not have known. It's, it's crazy that they have to learn. You know, they're learning choreography in the one take, mm-hmm. and then it gets cut up. So we we you know we always question this because we're I guess you and I aligned more with how they film in Hong Kong where they know the shots and they don't repeat it if you know they're going to switch to a different camera angle right because that's Mm -hmm. kind of wasted effort at least how we personally think Mm -hmm. so if he's going to memorize all that choreography in one take why don't we just shoot it in one take yes right that that makes sense to me but again we're not in the industry so maybe they're just you know they're they're doing they're they're filming the way they want so that's fine you know we can't do anything about it uh yeah well as as a movie goer as someone who's just watching the film and especially as someone who's analyzing it it's very frustrating because you want to break down like what the person did like the immediacy of it the impact of like the hits um and you lose a lot of that you actually lose your your placement in the scene because we keep cutting camera angles and we're like with those rapid edits so I really despise that like I I know that's their their choice it's probably some sort of I'm gonna chalk it up to some sort of executive decision that they you know there's some sort of insecurity that you know uh it's not edited like a typical hollywood film so we need to ascribe to that but i don't know i'm I'm definitely not a fan of that i don't i don't like that uh, that line of link thinking i think that's uh it's kind of copping out like there's no confidence in the actors which i don't think i think that's a big discredit for the performers because like they memorize all, all the choreography and they rehearsed it, so the fact that you have to edit around them, I think, like they edit that this badly, is an example of you like not having a confidence in your your performers. That's my two I, cents. I agree with that, but that's also speculation. We don't know why they're <laughs> we, you know that's true. we don't know why they're we they're editing it like this. <laughs> this could be the director's fault. Mm-hmm. This could be editor's somebody. fault. Like yeah, it's somebody. He's like, oh, this is how it should look like. But we don't want it to look like that. No, no. But I have final say. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. Basically, just fuck. That's yeah. this movie. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the composition is terrible. The fight composition is awful. Um, okay, so but, I have a question for you then. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking about this, right? Because as, as we, you know, when we first watched it, we were both, uh, we can openly say we were not, crazy about the fights we were kind of disappointed if anything mm-hmm. considering you have eco weiss very 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 good martial artist on-screen martial artist uh, lewis tan who's becoming more popular mm-hmm. showing he can do fights as well if this was starring like no name martial artists like no name actors like if this was strictly you know direct to tv direct to video like do you think we could be more forgiving if it was just because we know we don't know these people, we don't mm. know their talent, right? I, mm. I think I think for me, like 
when I think eco, I immediately think of his older movies, Rage and whatnot. Yep. And I have expectations that, oh, he has to fight a certain way or his fights have to be look yep. a certain way. And mm-hmm. because they don't, maybe I'm not liking it. Well, that yeah, that's hard to say because uh, you're, you're right. Like we have the fact that like eco is in the movie. So you kind of expect him to do eco shit. Right or be in the caliber of what he's he can't he's had he has done in the past. I mean he's he's had some hits and misses. You know that's that's fine and all, but um, I feel like the show and the movies have kind of squandered his talents um, in, in certain ways. Um, you know because like we know the way that he fights, it's very visceral, very like. But he's like very he has a very strong physical presence in anything that he's in, and I feel like for this movie. Again, I don't know if it's him. I don't. It actually, doesn't feel like it's him because, like, watching the prefiz, he looks fine. But when you're watching him in any of the fight scenes, it seems like he's not as ferocious. It, that's really hard to describe without like going into exact details. But yeah, but like you know, because Eco's in the movie, I kind of expect it, like it to be elevated at a certain level. It's like having Jackie in your movie, and then like you know, like he doesn't do Jackie shit, <laughs> right? You have a bigger star, so that you kind of have to elevate it in a way. Um, and I'm glad like Lewis Tan's doing more stuff now. So, uh, like I half, half expected him to do even more and he, he's, he's pretty good. You know, like I'd say that I kind of just wanted the whole movie to be about Eco and Lou, Lewis Tan just, you know, like being the only fighters. I did not expect anyone else to fight. Actually, oh, everybody <laughs> fights. Everyone fights in this movie. And it has mixed results. You mm. know, sometimes... I can't recall. Maybe we've complained, oh, why are they not fighting or whatnot? <laughs> but now everybody fights, and now I want not everyone to fight. Yeah, in this yeah, movie. yeah. I, again, it would have been better if some characters just kind of hid, you know, <laughs> went and hid in the side and let Eco and Lewis do their thing. Right. Well, the, the, okay. Uh, again, the, that was their whole edict. They wanted everyone. They want the movie to be action packed, so they have to make everybody fight. Everyone knows kung fu in this movie. Everybody. Yep. Um, even though Eco shouldn't know kung fu because he knows a lot. Uh, but <laughs> whatever. Oh God, Eco on the Wing Chun dummy. That <laughs> visual of him just kind of. Like tapping his yeah. forearms on the wood. Oh my god! No. For, for those of you who don't like understand why that's funny, uh, it's like um, I don't know. It, it's like like out of your element. Like he like imagine you're like you're an expert in the bow and arrow, and then you're given a rifle. It's like you know, it's like you have to look convincing. And you handle the rifle like a bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of like that. He's he's he, it looks like he's you know stupefied by this wing chun you know wooden dummy and he's just kind of like tapping it all wrong it, it looks so strange yeah, yeah i mean I, I mean like we need more salat shit or, or like the things that you go every movie he is he's in he needs to punch a wall or something like in the show he just punches a cgi boulder oh god no no more no more no more boulders. and uh, we got we got kind of upset too because the character tommy mm-hmm. he adopts the uh the butterfly knife, the Balisaw guy, mm-hmm, I believe mm-hmm. it is. And we know Iko is good at the knife. So when Iko takes it, I'm like, oh, is he going to, is he just going to fight with it? No. 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 Oh, that'll, that'll be something we'll talk about more in detail with the, the weaponry. Or like just Iko's style of fighting in, in this in this movie in particular. Um, yeah, what, what was I going on about? Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of already forgot. <laughs> I kind of already forgot. Like, what, like we, we on this, like, went on this weird tangent. But um, yeah, that... 
Oh, one good thing to, to mention about Wu Assassins and uh, Fistful of Vengeance Vengeance. is there's supernatural shit. We didn't mention this yet. I mean, we mentioned there's a vampire, but it actually plays a role in the fighting. So that's something to be mindful of. <laughs> that's a good thing? No, it's not. It's not a good thing. But be mindful. Oh, I thought you said it was in, supposed to be a good thing. <laughs> no, well, oh no. Like I guess it's a good thing that I mentioned it. Um, because um, you know, you'll, you'll it, not everything is grounded in reality. Obviously, it doesn't have to be. But you know, when they start doing some fantastical things, you're like, all right, well, some of these kind of take you out of it because you know, like you want to see more visceral shit, and then like people are just fucking flying in like midair. And then I'm people okay are like with that. doing key blasts and stuff. Yeah, this is this is all part of the world they set up. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with people on wires, people doing key blasts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What I'm not fine is if you have a character who has supernatural abilities, superpowers, key blasts, whatever, if he's not using that to his advantage all the time in every fight, or they don't explain that he can't use it all the time in every fight. Mm-hmm. A simple line like, oh, I can't always do that. You know, it drains me of energy, so I kind of yes. have to fight like you, normal humans. Then I'm kind of calling bullshit sometimes. Like, why don't you just, you know, push them all back? Why don't you use your powers? Come on, Eco, use your powers. Use your powers. Yep. Yeah, it's used sparingly because you, you, want, you want to be able to uh, show the actor doing his martial arts. So don't even have the supernatural stuff. I was actually hoping... Uh, that they would rob the main character of his supernatural powers, like early on in the film, because that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Then, then so we it, could just kind of have that. It brings them back to reality. Mm-hmm. They all just have to fight with their fists, yeah. and and there's there's confusion too because Eko's a Wu assassin. He he gained the abilities from the monk that possessed him. He learned how to fight. Blah 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 blah. All that good stuff. But when you watch Fistful of Vengeance, you see that him and Louis Tan are kind of on the same yeah. level <laughs> yeah. so I, I i don't get it why why is he just not owning everybody right uh, yeah that's a very good point <laughs> that's a very very good point uh the supernatural element yeah like i, I do complain about it but it, because it is the world that they built it is forgivable so that's fine but uh yeah like that's that's the least of my worries when it comes to the fight composition and um yeah, that's as much as I need to say. Zero. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because we can dive into the action if you if you'd like. No, let's uh, let's go into the fights. And if you want to hear us in detail break this down and possibly complain a little more, <laughs> then check <laughs> well, us out well, on Patreon because that's where the uncut episode will be. Yes, and you'll hear our justifications for complaining rather than being very that's general. True, yes. Yeah, because I mean, exactly. like, yeah, like we're being very vague because and just like sounding really whiny. But I mean, if you hear our actual justifications for every single scene, you'll know why we were not big fans of the fighting. I'm not a big exactly, fan of fighting. Yes. We didn't rehearse this in advance. I don't know what Zero's going to say, but <laughs> I have my general sentiment right. of like why I didn't like the fighting. Yeah, um, I don't like to be negative. Just for the sake of being negative, uh, you know, I like to give positives as well. So I will also do that for the parts I like, but you will under, you know, you'll hear reasons why we don't like certain things. So right. if you'd like to hear that, follow us on Patreon. Regardless, yeah, everything will be in the, uh, in the action breakdown segment. So, yeah. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Is, so is that is that fistful of vengeance? Yeah, fistful of vengeance. Uh, hey, the, that's fistful of vengeance. I guess I guess I always was wondering what the the title was referring to. I mean, they need to do vengeance, but I don't know. I think I always thought the name was kind of stupid. Um, but I don't know. Woo Assassins. What if they just called it Woo Assassins the movie? Uh, yeah, I don't understand why they didn't want to connect it to the series maybe they felt that the series was hurting them <laughs> so they they tried to pivot no i'm not trying to be funny like maybe strategically they didn't think that the series was good but they still wanted to finish it so they just gave it a new name to just you know disassociate but they sure. still kept it in the universe I'm, I'm just thinking out loud yeah that could be that could be it um oh man what is better, this or the show? Didn't we uh, ask this already? Did we? I don't know. We yeah, did we not. Did. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Uh, well, okay, maybe... I think we said, I think you asked the fights. Oh, oh, as a whole, as a whole. Okay. I mean, uh, this is, it's 90 minutes. This is a lot easier to sit through than 10 hours. I, I think they're all an hour each. I can't even remember. Anything. Yeah, roughly. It was 40 minute productions. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, well, okay. So after talking about it, I think I would prefer the show. And I didn't finish it but I prefer the show. <laughs> uh, I know, I, 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 it's a slog to get through the show. Uh, I mean, like, but at least the fights in the show are, you know, they're, they, you know when they're bad, they're, they're still, you know, they're still okay. I mean, I, I, I feel like the vast majority of the fights in this movie are incomprehensible. And just like, they just fall under the, the Hollywood trapping. Uh, it's like they didn't take any of the lessons they learned from, you know, the making of, you know the good fights from the Wu assassins, um, but and also just pacing. Like that, my big issue with uh, this movie is that it's paced like it was ideated from a TV show, but they didn't cut out any of that fat. They, <laughs> it feels like they took all the major plot points from whatever they had in mind for a show, and then they kept it in the movie when they should have cut out a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, like those characters that just show up and die immediately. It's like, okay, you don't need them. Or like you need to move those characters around in the plot, in the story, so it makes sense for a movie uh, or so it works for a movie. Um, yeah, th- but it's just as stupid as the show. So like, if but if you're going to at least enjoy it for one aspect, you might as well watch it in a television format. Um, I don't recommend a single fight from this movie. <laughs> like not even one. I'd say just go check out the previs. I think the making of is better than anything you'll see in the film. Um, this was a slog. This was very difficult to watch. This is one of those films that if it weren't a new release, I'd be like, um, no, let's not do this. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, I, I, I get you. I, uh, I, I feel the same way too. Um, You're usually the positive one, so I, I'm yeah, yeah, ending yeah. With I, this I can always get note. positive. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in terms of the film and the fights, uh, obviously, if you listen to the episode, we were not crazy about it. 
Uh, I don't like to just be negative on a movie because that's, you know, that's a shame. So many people worked on it, right? Like, yep. You need, you don't want it to just be a waste of everyone's time. I don't want to waste my time watching it either. Yep. So unfortunately, I, I did not like this, didn't like the fights and I didn't like the story. I think uh, I agree with you in that probably Wu Assassins is probably better, at least the first couple episodes, because I, again, I, I remember liking the fights in the first ones. And then it kind of turns into so bad it's good where you can <laughs> kind of, you know, you can kind of laugh at it, mm-hmm. even though obviously that's not their intentions. Um, but I'll so I'll end on some positives. Hey, we got three Asian male leads and no token white person. Oh, right. That's very true. That's very, very true. Yeah. And, you know, Louis Tan gets the fuck. Awesome. <laughs> I'm all for that. Uh, we get real sets barely you know green screening i'm all for that i like that we shot on real sets real practical effects sometimes just i don't like the fights and i don't like the story so i gotta you know i gotta hone in on something so mm-hmm. okay. i i can appreciate that aspect of it if you go on you know i'm i'm very active on twitter so when i when i saw people speaking about this movie it's very divided so i think that's kind of interesting too we're on one side of the divide yeah, you're going to meet people who like it and then people who don't like it, and we're obviously on that side. You should have ended this episode with Lewis Tan gets the fuck. Because that's like, you can't, you can't top that, Zero. You can't.